Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. What is up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of the Team Building Podcast. We've got a couple of great guests with us today. We're going to jump in quick and hit the ground running because we've got a lot of stuff to cover. We're talking about hockey stick growth, uh, how the the Sure Sales Group went from essentially a community model type team to now they're on track to close 400 deals this year. We're going to talk about how they did it, their team structure, how they generate leads, all that good stuff. We've got a lot of stuff to get into. But first, the man, the myth, the legend. Jeff Cohn, Jeff Hari. What's up, guys? I'm super pumped today. Um, we're excited to be bringing you these live streams uh, every Wednesday, uh, 11 a.m. Central. Uh, if you're on the West Coast, Pacific time, that's 9 a.m. If you're on the East Coast, that is noon every Wednesday live. So thank you to Matt Johnson for making that a possibility. Uh, for any week that I'm not here, we're always going to try to get a guest on, uh, but we should be here most Wednesdays. So please stay tuned if you want to watch these live. And of course, anyone can um, post questions. We're streaming it to Facebook. I believe that they could post comments, questions, whatever. We're going to be intentional with um, addressing any questions that might get posted. And um, after the event, if there's any conversation about those, we're going to try to be conversational as well. So uh, absolutely super excited to have Joe and Andrew today. These guys were so gracious to come out to Omaha, Nebraska, which there was a flight from Baltimore that made it all the way to Omaha. I was shocked. And spend a couple days with us at the Berkshire Hathaway event a couple, of week, a couple months ago, I guess it is now. So uh, great to have you guys. Thank you for coming on our show today. So stoked to be here, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Matt? Yeah. Absolutely. We're psyched for you guys. Um, so you guys came through a couple months ago, and you've got a lot of stuff that you've been implementing. But let's start with just kind of the, the bare bones real quick and get, give people a sense of uh, where you guys are at, uh, what you do, and uh, just your roles. We'll start with you, Joe. Okay. Well, um, we run a, um, a sales team under the Remax Shield here in downtown Baltimore. Uh, we have 13 full-time agents, three admin. Uh, we've been implementing a variety of systems throughout the years. Um, as of recent, we have uh, an OSA, an ISA. Um, we're uh, Boomtown heavy, thrilled with uh, what we're getting out of Boomtown. Uh, and overall, just um, looking to build more and more. We're um, finally at a point where we're excited about growth not concerned at the least. So um, we know our mission, we know our target, and uh, that's our focus daily is to go get it. Cool. Andrew, what about a little bit about your role? Well, Joe and I both operate as, as team leaders. So we both produce, we both work with buyers and sellers, and every agent on our team works with buyers and sellers. So it's kind of two um, team leaders who just try to implement the systems and create efficiencies and do our best to increase our profitability and uh, the level of service we provide to our clients. Yeah. And we were talking about uh, this a little bit in pre-show. So Joe, you kind of really focus on the culture, the training, um, you know, bringing more like the, what you might call the old school perspective or just more of the people heavy perspective. And then Andrew, you're really focusing on the tech heavy side of things, the lead gen, you know, running, uh, running with Boomtown, monitoring all that stuff, monitoring your, your PPC costs and all that stuff. So just so people have kind of an idea of, of how it breaks down. So how did you guys originally connect and why did you guys decide to team up instead of just each of you building your own teams? 
I'll take that one. The, um, you mentioned the, the community team that we once were, um, that was being run by myself. Um, it was actually called the Joe Sacchetti team. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, Andrew was working with me in that model. Uh, I immediately saw a huge potential of having, um, someone like Andrew working with me. Um, he had the vision and ability to implement systems where we did not have systems. Um, he also had the enthusiasm uh, and motivation to get up and go. And that, that's something that I feed off of no matter who it is that I'm working with, but especially a partner. Um, and uh, for the first time I, I stepped back and, and saw that uh, partnership was actually where I wanted to be. Um, it, it filled a lot of the gaps that I had some, uh, frankly, some insecurity on as to like where I could take my business and, and just that gelling of, of these two personalities, myself and Andrew has worked well from like a recruiting standpoint and so on. So I, I stepped back, we re, we re, excuse me, we rebranded the, the name to sure that stands for Sacchetti Undum real estate. So it just worked out well in that situation. Nice. It's also been great for us from a recruiting standpoint where you have a lot of egos in the production world that, that maybe don't want to be, you know, Mike working for Joe Sacchetti group. And, and um, that's worked out well. So we're getting some big producers that are wanting to work with us under that brand. Cool. Love it. Jeff, that's, that's awesome. exactly let me, why let you me address you something. Let me address it. You're right, Matt. Um, I want to address one thing and make it obvious to the audience. Joe talked about some insecurities. I think that's awesome. Your authenticity you're bringing to the call today for our audience. We all have insecurities. Most of the time we might not even know them. So at least you're self-actualized, but Joe's also humble enough to tell an audience of thousands of people he had insecurities and that's where Andrew came in. So he found Andrew as a fit to fill all the gaps where he thought that there was a deficiency um, a great book that talks about this that we've talked about in the past is The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. There's a lot of other books that are that talk to this subject, but Joe knew his position on the team and he knew he needed an Andrew to make one plus one equal three. A lot of times with team structures where there's partners, it doesn't work because it's two of the same people. And either they're both DIs or they're both SCs, but they're the same person. And I think it's great, Joe, that you reached out to Andrew. And I've met these guys multiple times in person, and I think they complement each other very well. So nice job. Thank you. Cool. Well, let's get into the uh, the lead generation side a little bit, shall we? Uh, so, Andrew, let's turn to you. And you guys are working with Boomtown. Just give us a, an, a little bit of a sense of what your agents do because they're they're non specialized. So, what's your requirements and uh, and kind of what's the tech side as well of the, of the lead generation side? Well, as far as the agent requirements, um, we don't have any super hardcore rules. Like, for example, you don't need to be in the office making X amount of dials. We don't monitor anything too heavily only because we don't kind of like that ourselves, the micromanagement piece. Uh, one of the great things why a lot of people are drawn to the business is, hey, it's, it's a job, but it's more of a kind of entrepreneurial, build your own business kind of deal. But in regards to Boomtown, we do have quite a bit of lead generation. We, um, every listing we take, we're, we're boosting Facebook ads for just listed, under contract, just sold. We do a lot of Zillow, we do a lot of pay-per-click. Um, so all those leads, all the funnels that generate leads, sign calls, the online advertising, um, any form of inquiry, we send those all to our ISA. That's a new position, um, for us that we developed about a year ago. They all go to one ISA who makes sure everything's meticulous in Boomtown. We are very cognizant of that. We want our, you know, garbage in, garbage out. So we were right pretty um, careful to make sure our data is good in the system. The ISA will nurture the lead, warm them up and, and do what most ISA models do and then hand them off to an agent. A unique thing that we've found productive is that we've given the ISA full autonomy on who she gives these leads to. 
She's 100% commission. Her name's Danielle. She's a sweetheart. She's excellent at what she does. And she gets a nice chunk of this deal. So she wants what we want, and we want that deal to close. So she has full autonomy. So if you're one of the agents who is not super pumped up and excited to attack that lead, give her the follow-up, get them indoors or schedule that appointment, um, she might not give them to you. And then um, from there, we do have um, weekly sales meetings and one-on-ones. So if anything's getting too off track, we'll know pretty quickly that we want everyone to make money and, and we want everyone to be a producer and be happy. And it's hard to be happy in this business if you're broke. I'll say that again. It's no fun. It's no fun if the culture's there and no one's making money. I tell my team that all the time. Indeed. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Awesome. There was uh, giving your ISA full autonomy over who they send the leads to. Uh, Jeff, I don't know that I've run across any other team that does that. There's usually some kind of pre-existing structure set up, but that makes total sense. And it reminds me of there's a great book called Managing the Professional Service where they talk about uh, the author David Maester talks about how the person that hands out the assignments is really the person that runs your firm because they're the ones that determine the who gets assigned to which project, and that is what determines the entire course. And he was putting it in the, in the, the context hmm. of consulting firms, but it's absolutely true. Um, so you can run it off of a round robin. You can run it off of dedicated days like you guys do, but that's, that's a really interesting model. I don't, Jeff, is that something that could potentially scale out it's, to a team your size? It, I think it's the best model. Um, okay. it, the challenge is that there are some dysfunctions that can take place that need mm-hmm. to be managed. Um, one is I've seen that lead person assigning leads to the agents they become friends with more often than the other agents. So if there's ever issues, interpersonal relationships in the office, you'll see that there could be dysfunctions there or even creating the, the like somebody that's not friends with that um, internal sales agent. They, they might have the perception that they're not getting leads because they're not friends with them, even though that that's not the case. Um, I know Boomtown rolled out something within their CRM where you could identify certain areas geographically and demographics like price point, And then all the leads would automatically go to people with that fit, whatever geographical or price point. Um, each, you could say each agent specializes in, um, some, some words of caution is I don't want to pigeonhole agents. Uh, and I don't know that they're doing that for your sake, but for my team, I didn't want to pigeonhole an agent to say they're condo agents. So now all they're getting is condo leads. I've tried to allow them to become very well-rounded and then they can generate the type of leads that they want to generate for their own business. But I absolutely love it. And I do think it's the best if your focus is lead conversion, which it should be all of our focus. Um, I think doing it the way you guys are doing it makes perfect sense. So I think um, they, the, the person that does sign those leads needs to really understand each agent, as I'm sure your person does. Uh, maybe even have a weekly or monthly review with them to ask if the leads are the right fit that they're sending over. And, you know, I have a virtual assistant that's doing something similar where they're diving into our Omaha's elite bucket of, you know, we have like 20,000 leads and then they choose who gets the lead. And we're doing a similar thing where she's choosing based on what other transactions that agent has done in the location. And um, similar to like a relocation, when relocation across the country assigns a lead to a real estate brokerage, they want that to get get assigned to another agent that sold a house in the same neighborhood or has helped a buyer in the same neighborhood. And that's how they're making that selection process. You know, Jeff, you bring up um, the uh, similarity to relocation. What we find that's um, quite effective, much like relocation, as we've all worked with Relo, is they'll call, if not require, that you send in perhaps weekly updates. We need to manage that ISA uh, relationship with the agent. So I think where you could fail, like you're saying, there's some some areas that you fail, pigeonholing, of course, but where you could fail is missing the management mm-hmm. token of the ISA to your agent. So what we've recognized is that we have a 
an operations director who jumps in with us and he'll manage the lead gen from the ISA to the um, agent on a weekly basis. Like, Hey, Danielle, you sent these leads to Sean. Let's sit down with Sean and Danielle and see where that lead is today. It's a, it's a bit of a taxing process, but ultimately it, it works itself out to, for one, make sure that the agent is accountable. That's receiving these leads. These leads were procured by the team. If they're not going to take them, we need to feed them to someone else. And certainly Danielle needs to know because um, as an ISA, she's only getting paid if that lead, you know, leads into um, a settlement. Converts. Yeah. Converts. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because we give all these leads, all, all these teams give these leads out um, and we just assume the agents are going to love these leads and work them. But we know in actuality, agents cherry pick leads. So they're not taking every lead and working it the way they're supposed to work it. They're working the leads they want to work the way they're supposed to work it. And we assume they're working all of them. I know they're not. I've done this long enough. So any team leader new to this, they're not working all the leads the way you want them to work them. They're working the leads they want the way you want them to work them. So how do you then take the leads away that they're not going to give attention to and assign them to somebody else that's actually going to work it the way you'd want them to work it? That's the true dysfunction. I think you addressed it. You're meeting weekly with the agents. Someone's meeting weekly. And if they're not treating the lead the way that you expect them to treat it, which shows they're not interested in that lead, it needs to be taken away and given to somebody else. And so what we've done is we take it away and put it into an Omaha's elite bucket where we then make it available to everyone. If an agent disrespects that lead and then the agent doesn't get a lead day the following month if they didn't show us that they're going to treat all the leads the same way. So, Andrew, you were going thing. to say something. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, no Perfect. problem. It was, um, you mentioned the relationships, being friends with the ISA, or how there can be some dysfunctions. And in any format, there's going to be dysfunctions that you need to manage to. But ironically, on our team, our ISA, who's the gatekeeper for all the leads, is in an intimate relationship with an agent on our team. So I just thought that was unique. Oh, her boyfriend. Oh, that's hilarious. And uh, he, wow. he complains. He, I think he might get less than he deserves sometimes because he has to live with her. But, I hope so. Um, but you mentioned what happens I'm when they don't... I'm in the same... So what happens okay. when they don't work the leads is when we have these weekly meetings, we say, hey, how's it going with X? And if it's not going well, the ISA is still in touch with that person because they've nurtured the relationship. And we've had instances where the ISA will take the lead and give it to someone else because the original agent maybe dropped the ball, didn't follow through, lost a bit of trust, um, any number of things, didn't show up on time, and we revived it and closed it. So it's key to, to stay on top of that. And a new little tweak we're doing is we're creating a bucket, kind of like you guys have the Omaha's Elite bucket that thing can go to everybody. We have um, a third admin who's our, or our OSA, rather. He's going to start uh, mojo dialing the old archived lost leads because once you start getting 400 500 a month the original isa is packed and some of these old ones you know there's gold in there we all do so we're gonna start dialing those too that's awesome hey really quick to address it not everyone knows and it gets confusing isa is internal sales agent osa is outbound sales agent va is virtual assistant so just to allow the audience to know kind of what those buzzwords are. So one of the things to Andrew's point you just made, and I think it's fascinating, you're having them go back through and sift through, be sure you have a CRM, like we both get to enjoy Boomtown, that lets you know when someone bubbles back up in any category. So what's great about archive and trash inside of Boomtown is if someone has been off the site for three years and comes back, it'll give you a little alert that says, hey, this person just came back. So what they probably do, I know what I do, is anytime that happens and they're in the trash or archive category, the virtual assistant that we use is following up with that individual and saying, hey, we saw you just came back to the site. Um, I'm calling in behalf of, insert the agent name they're attached to, just wanted to see if there's anything we could do to help you through your, your process, something like that. 
Right. So helps sifting is helps make that sifting for gold a lot easier. So make sure you have a CRM that's going to provide you with a solution like that. Otherwise you're going to have to call through thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> Very cool. All right, guys. So let's, uh, we've got, there's a lot of different directions we can go. We can talk about Zillow. We can talk about open houses. We can talk about how you boost Facebook ads on everything you do. But before we get into that side, I want to turn back to you, Joe, and, uh, just a, a quick follow-up question on kind of the way that you've structured the team and how you kind of build in the, the culture and the training that you want. Cause you mentioned you're having some bigger names that are coming over to you and working underneath you guys because you chose to like not brand it after your name. And so I know you've got some bigger people and then you probably got some newer agents. So how are you trying to build like a cohesive culture as you're bringing in people that kind of have their own thing going on? Well, it, it's, you know, nothing's easy, I guess, but it's been easy to approach some of the agents that I consider to be use the term bigger, you know, some heavier producers that have been carrying on in the industry by themselves. It, it's easy for me to talk to them because I do recognize a lot of what they're going through as to where the gaps are as to like lead gen CRM. So many of us in the industry are, are flowing big with, you know, you know, making some good sales and, and just still coming home to no systems. Um, so, you know, the idea of going to a big agent um, who's producing well consistently over the years and saying, Hey, this is just a platform for you. It's a great culture. We have a lot of good times. Um, but it's a platform to just build your brand within our brand. And that's where that, that namesake of, um, you know, calling ourselves sure group versus Sacchetti or, or, or Undum has worked well because I, I do feel that myself included, if I was to be approached by someone that said, Hey, come work for, you know, Andrew Undum team, I would probably have some hesitations at a certain point in my career. That doesn't mean the freshman Joe Sacchetti would have any problem working for the Jeff Cohn group, but certainly after, you know, eight to 10 years of, slinging houses and wanting my own name recognition, it's hard to then gel it into someone else's name. So um, the ego itself, I can approach well because I can relate. Um, and then from the idea of just saying, I know what you're missing in your business and we actually have it. And we're going to give it to you at a very affordable price at the end of the day, when you start to look at what we are giving to what you're earning to then how many systems you have to go enjoy life, build more business. These are really cliche lines from a, a team to an agent, but to actually be able to yep. deliver now is the major difference as to where I'm seeing my team, our team working to um, the, the old conversations that I would have had five years ago. I can actually sit down with an agent of high production and say, what are you missing? Okay, check. We have it. We have it. We have it. And then furthermore, if they want it, I know that we can build that system quickly for them where days of old, I'd have to, you know, figure out where to start. You know, do we even have a CRM that's compatible for what this agent's going to bring in? You know, we have admin support now, et cetera. So that, that's just the, the huge difference between a team of our structure and size coming to a high producing agent who's, who's out there by themselves or perhaps already with a, an assistant or a one man shop with a, a buyer's agent, et cetera. Like we are able to assume acquire that kind of agent at a, at a very good level where we're doing well for ourselves as a team, but also really impacting that agent to get to the next level of their industry sure. and, and their business. So if someone, we're seeing, if someone we're didn't, pay, making careers. excuse me. If someone didn't pay attention to Joe's answer regarding recruiting higher level agents, rewind five minutes and listen to all of that one more time. This is probably the first time I had a guest speak the way you spoke, Joe, about this topic. So often team leaders focus is to hire individual agents that become cogs in their wheel to make them rich. And the future is going to be team leaders that help bring on other agents to help build their business, to help them become rich. And in doing so, 
it will elevate that team lead. You're running your team like a brokerage, and that's the future. And that's, that's everything I believe in, everything I've been pushing is helping other people be successful. And when that becomes your focus, all you worry about is the value you can offer that agent, that team leader. And you start thinking about how do I help them build a bigger business? And I, by doing so, it's going to help your team grow that much faster. That's fascinating. Great answer. Um, keep on doing it. That's, that's awesome. We, we believe on retention, you know, um, to, like, we can go on in, in this direction for miles of conversation, but re- retention is, is the key to being successful when you're recruiting. Um, too many of these um, brokerages and brands out there are just bleeding you dry as an agent. And you might last year, one year two, and then you start looking at the books and saying, I'm not making any real money. I'm not building my business. Uh, and where does that team or that brokerage go after they lose somebody after a year two? You know, I mean, we're trying to build well, career-minded people inside of our brand. Yep. It's happening the other way too. So there's a brokerage that will just gouge you and take half. Then there's a brokerage that'll give it all away and give no value. And you guys are meeting in the middle. You're saying, hey, we're gonna, we have to make money if we're going to help you build your business, but we're going to offer the value so it's worth it. And it's the same conversation we have with sellers about commission. I might not list it for a $2,000 flat fee. I'm also not going to charge you 8%. We're going to meet somewhere in the middle, but let me show you the value I offer to help you net more than listing with anybody else. It's the same conversation. And I think there's a lot of team leaders out there that want to build teams like yours or like mine, but don't have the value yet. And that's the whole reason of listening to these podcasts and coming up with ideas of ways you provide value, which brings me into a culture question. You guys talked about systems and implementation and how you've kind of gotten to that point of clarity where you know now it's just a matter of time before you continue to perform at a higher level and bringing on higher level agents. Where from a culture standpoint, Joe, do you feel like you shine? What are some unique elements of your team being a part of your team? You said, you know, if you're recruiting someone, you guys have fun. What, what are you doing? What's different? Um, the camaraderie is fantastic. I, I couldn't have um, expected something better than what we have in regards to just um, team gatherings. The, the weekly meeting has been giant for us. We do, um, I think you do something similar in regards to like just watching each other's production, rooting ourselves on that weekly meeting and having a scoreboard. Um, it can be used in a variety of ways. It's certainly not meant to shame you. It's meant to boost you up and to support those and, and see who's doing well and perhaps lean on he or she and try to go from there. Um, but to really get down to it, I think where we make our biggest impression with the agent is that we have been and are in their shoes constantly every day. We are not a team leader structure where you don't see us. We recruited a major player in the industry recently, uh, and he mentioned to us that he never saw his team leaders. And I was just fascinated because I can guarantee you when you come to our office, who you will see will be myself and Andrew. Um, the lights are on right. because we put them on. The lights are off because we turn them off. That's just the way I think you build um, – some recognition within your team and then from there becomes culture it's like this is a culture where people work hard um we don't try to like shame our competitors by any means but we do recognize that we're out there working and if somebody wants to hire the guy who's working the hardest and the best they're going to hire us and that's just because they learn it from their team leaders and we frankly learn it from our agents too I and mean, we, we're just amazed we have a, a new person that we hired she's like brand new to the industry she's not intimidated at all she's picking up you know rentals awesome. uh, she's doing every open house that kind of culture is important because we celebrate it. So to answer your question, yeah, we're doing the, the happy hours and all that jazz that everybody does, but right. we really get down to the, to like building a business is we support and we celebrate the wins together. Um, you know, we're doing a, we just are looking into a trip to Brooklyn to do a, um, annual, uh, you know, calendar event of where we plan our meetings for the next year, like stuff like that. We're always going to be doing, but I think where we differ is, um, you know, we really, um, just again, celebrate the wins together. The one thing I want to well, say on the, the things you talk to is, 
the one thing on the culture, Jeff, is we don't define it and ram it down everyone's throat. It's not like, here's our mission statement, memorize this, here's the vision, values, and all that's important (laughs) and it's good. But it's just, it is what it is. We don't talk about it. We are about it. We show up at the meetings. Everyone knows, hey, your calendar's full this day. I'm going to come here and talk to you, but we're all going to be out there producing. And that in itself kind of has a spiraling energy that's positive. Um, So, yeah, but Joe's great at that. We have a nice dichotomy of the leadership, too, where it's like, here's Techie Andrew. Here's how we got to get more leads. And here's Joe like, hey, let's make sure we do this properly, have a high level of service, and just bounces back and forth and, and upward. Yeah, cool. that's awesome. You know, one of the things I've seen with culture is it comes from leadership down. So you talked about camaraderie. Obviously, you two show support to one another. The team sees that. You show support to the team leaders, the admin, et cetera. And everybody treats each other with the level of respect and professionalism because of how they see you leading. And I hear a lot of agents say, oh, my culture is not very good. And, you know, they get down about it. Most of the time, it's because the team leader's culture isn't very good or they've oh. selected and slash surrounded themselves with people, you know, birds of a feather flock together. So you really have to be adamant. One of our parts of our recruiting process now is checking people's Facebook page. And if you see people posting negative things, you know, getting contrary, you know, liking to be a part of controversial conversations, you can guess they're going to be negative on your team and be controversial on your team. And so be very cognizant about who you choose to align your business with one bad egg, one link, one weak link, the weakest link on the team is an extension of your entire team. So be cognizant of it. Obviously you guys are. So that's, that's awesome. One question I know our audience members are going to be listening or uh, thinking about, because I talk a lot about Gary Keller's seventh level where you can have the power to exit your day-to-day servicing of leads. And you guys pride yourselves on that. We've obviously already had some banter about this. What if a top agent level agent, maybe in their forties or fifties comes to you and says, Hey, I've got a team of two or three people. We want to join you guys. We like your culture, but I want to stop selling. I want to be in a situation where I can stop selling because I want to enjoy my life more. And I see you guys are still selling. So why would I want to align with somebody that's still doing all the day-to-day grunt work and not, you know, not spending as much time running a business, but working in the business and I'm ready to be out of the business. I just want it to run on its own. How do you address that? That's a really good question, Jeff. And we've talked a lot about it. And Joe and I sell real estate, not necessarily because we have to, to, to make our nut or whatever, but because we want to, right. we're both um, students of sales were like master salespeople. It's all about the bond rapport, the language, the patterns, how to move the process along. And we train on that and we, and we instill that on our agents, which is one of the reasons we've been able to recruit. So let's be honest, no one's going to join a bum who can't produce and can't, why would you ever want to work with someone you can't learn something from? So we're always, yeah. I think we both enjoy the sales aspect of it. And that's why we clicked so well early on. But what I tell that older agent is, you don't have to, you can totally be a fit here as long as the numbers make sense. And there's a lot, let's be honest in this business and you're getting 6% commissions on an average sales price of 300 K say, I think ours is now a little bit higher, but that's nine G's. Can we figure out how to slice nine G's up on one deal? I think we can because Joe and I aren't greedy. We, we, right. One of our famous lines in our camaraderie is, Hey man, you're a lot cooler when you're making money. And then the agents get a kick out of it. Oh, Hey Ryan had a big week. Isn't he a lot cooler now that he's making money? And it's a big fun thing. So, I like that. That is good. <laughs> but as long as you're not really greedy and you're not set in your ways and you and you're open to having a constructive conversation and look at all sides and, and seek to understand before you're understood, um, I think it's it's possible for for anyone to come on and be a good fit as long as they're willing to gel with us too. It's got to be a two way street. Sure. Cool. 
Cool. All right. Well, one thing I wanted to make sure that we got across before we uh, close out is uh, you guys had a really unique strategy for using your property management company to nurture leads. So uh, I don't know who wants to take that, Joe or Andrew, but uh, feel free to elaborate a little bit for the audience. I'll jump in. Um, the management company began during the recession for me. Um, again, where I was running my own team under my own name brand, um, where I did well during the recession because I just turned toward a different, um, target audience. And that was the investor population. So, um, I saw a lot of ability to acquire product cheap, went to my investor population that were heavy with cash. I was fortunate to have that community around me and, um, they just, you know, attacked the village. So while doing that, they would constantly say, Hey Joe, we want some of your, you know, professionalism that's responsive to manage. I, and I think a lot of realtors hear this throughout their transactions with investors. And the first thing you do is you pump that off, right? Because you, you just don't really, um, you know, know how to handle that. And, um, there's moments where I still don't know how to handle it, but, uh, management in itself has been wonderful because I do realize from an investor standpoint, there's no real intimacy with an investor, right? So the, the person who brings that investor a deal tomorrow is probably going to be the person that's going to get them to the finish line. Here I am now in the recession and I was young, getting married and we were about to have babies and so on. So I needed to get that kind of like residual flat line, no peaks and valleys earnings. And I looked at management as a possibility of doing so with my core group of investors. Um, from there overnight, I acquired like 60 units to manage. Um, it kept me in the know as to when they wanted to buy again. I was speaking to them every month about their investments. This is an interaction that most of us would yearn to have with our client pool is to be able to actually interact with them every month. Now, mind you, a lot of the interaction with management is not always happy, friendly thoughts. You know, I mean, there's some, some demons in there. So what we've done now is we've, um, we've built the business up quite a bit. We've incorporated systems and we put that into a different category altogether of our business. But what's nice is that now as our investors want to sell, want to buy, of course we have that arm bringing it back to the real estate company. But from a management standpoint, we have a separate operations director, field manager, et cetera. Um, but I will, you know, warn anyone that wants to get into management is to just be on your A game, you know, legal counsel to support you. Um, be very careful that you could tarnish your, your own personal brand and your own financial livelihood. So, um, you know, you gotta be ready to, uh, pick up a lot of baloney calls and, and get things going. We're at a place now with management where it's been, again, something that I'm proud of, but there's been moments where I'm like at any given time, I'm ready to burn this, this thing down three, four or five <laughs> years later. I'm like, this is a fantastic model. It gives us a residual, uh, turnover, uh, 30 days. I'm getting a check every 30 days. Um, and then as, uh, he or she who perhaps got a job elsewhere that can't um, sell their home right now for reasons of equity. They manage with us. We keep them in our circle when the market turns for them every you know year or two years, we're talking to them about selling again. This is a great way to keep your pool of clientele intimate with you um, while making money. And I, this is like, I'm not paying for a CRM. I'm getting paid to keep them in my, my pool. And then obviously when it's time to sell, what we're failing at from a management side and that we're going to be doing a lot better with, with some new systems that we've incorporated is that tenant pool that's in our, in our, you know, our, our database um, is not getting hit well enough by us. So we are um, stepping back, seeing where we are missing, where the loopholes are and um, are, they're going to get more. Are you using viral? Are you using viral marketing? We are not. 
what are you using? What are you using to stay in, in constant contact with your um, past clients, current clients, database, et cetera? We pretty much use Boomtown for everything. Um, and I know there's some serious value so in viral. So just create but a yeah, drip for your uh, tenants. You could create, you could put all your tenants into um, a category in Boomtown, like name it tenants as a, a, like a seat in Boomtown and then create a drip dripping. might take you guys half of a day that goes out once a month. And just is kind of like a newsletter for your tenants. Hey, if you're thinking of selling in the future, reach out to us. And I also wanted to ask, uh, I've heard of uh, landlords cause I have, we have about 40 rentals ourselves that we own and I've heard of landlords entering into agreements where, um, the, whoever the property management company is, if they are, if the landlord is going to sell the rental then the property management company gets the listing. So it's part of the agreement. I don't know if you guys have considered that or we are that. doing that. Yep. We do that. Okay. And likewise, if the tenant buys that property, it's already set as to how the um, structure would be. And we do have the tags okay. too. So Perfect. town is, it keeps getting better every year. And every, Jeff, you've been in with, with them forever. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. It yeah. Bounds with the tags and the smart segments. So, like Joe mentioned, we are going to try to get better with that. Um, but we do have like the tenants tagged and location, what neighborhood, if there's some awesome. news they want to talk about. And then we use bomb bomb, um, but we don't have a systemized okay. viral systematic uh, approach. Yeah. Yeah. Only right. Cause I don't think we use it yet. I don't think we're prepared to use it. We got some other yeah. big things we got to bite off first. What's nice about management. You is, know, that's not, go ahead. Something I hadn't thought of is every person that ever calls in, which how many real estate teams get calls? Hey, I saw this house. Is it for rent? Every time we get that call, we should put them into Boomtown, put them in trash if we want, or in a category, tag them as a rental lead, and then that'll be a value add to landlords to say, hey, when you you know choose to put your property with me, I have this database of 7,000 people that over the last couple of years have reached out about renting property. So I never even thought about doing that. So that, that's yeah, interesting. That's a good one. Hey, two tactical things on that. Two quick, because this might be the value for people watching. If you're shying away from listing rentals, and I get it, maybe you get one month's rent, it's not a big payday. Not many people give a high level of service to rentals. They're not sending the professional photographer out and treating them like human beings like they should. If you do that, and we do it because we have to, because we have you know over 100 units in our management company, we get an ungodly amount of leads for rentals because no one's willing to service them at a high level and, and we are kind of forced to. So that's step one. List some rentals, do it right. You'll get a ton of people that if you nurture your and your team. You're saying list, list them to sell or list them to represent them to find a tenant? List them to rent, list them to find a tenant because no, one, no one's willing to okay. do it. That will generate yeah. a ton of rental leads and you know a lot of people don't want that, but we've had success there. And two, I had this thought in my head I want to come back to on the recruiting. Another tactical thing we've grown our team by is we've recruited serious talent with new home sales reps. Nice. They're everywhere. Hmm. Awesome. I was a new home sales rep. That's how I got into the industry. Um, and then a lot of guys I rub shoulders with at the industry are now on our team and they're trained. They get real estate. They know how to sell. They're hungry. They're on commission. They like they, they know to work weekends they, and evenings. They, they're master, they're full-time open house people essentially is what they were doing. And, uh, and they've been stuck the in one house, their whole, yep. They've been stuck in one right. house, their whole career. They're ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's yeah. cool. Very, very cool. Hey, we, we had both you guys out to our workshop. It's been a couple months. So you've been able to allow all that information to simmer. Um, not asking here for a testimonial, but would love a quick testimonial of how the workshop experience was just that positives, negatives, and if you have implemented anything, what some of those successes have been? 
I would say immediately, Jeff, um, inspiration came out of that workshop um, to work with uh, you know, somewhat of a mastermind set, like setting of that sort with those kind of masters that she put together. Um, the, the very like friendly approach. You know, I've certainly been to numerous big convention centers where the guys on stage with the headpiece, and, and that's cool too. You know, a little bit of everything helps, but the intimacy. I mean, the the level of uh, just service that you offered and your team offered to us um, was fantastic. But to the takeaway that I had there was there's some real professionals in the business and I want to be considered one of those professionals. There was men and women at your uh, forum that were, you know, extreme inspirations to me and the kind of people that I would be proud to be like. And, um, you know, you yourself did a wonderful job with the, just directing as to how you do it. And that's all that was really that I took from there is that sharing is cool. You know, like you were like, Hey, open book guys, this is what I do. And um, then from there talking to others who are opening up their books as to how they do it. You just can't get that at those big convention centers. So I would, um, for one recommend to anyone to go and, and also just wonder when you're going to do it again. Cause I'm there. It was great. <laughs> awesome. Joe. It was great to host you. Andrew. Yeah, I had, a, I had a ton of takeaways, too, and I've been familiar with – before we kind of became friends, uh, we had interactions in the past. Kind of friends. Well, yeah, but we have a relationship <laughs> now. Um, I, knew what, I knew what you were about with the sharing and the systems and how to, how to blow up a team the right way just from watching podcasts like this five years ago. Um, you were on Pat Hodge right. twice. That's, I think, how I found you. But my big takeaways were, A, and Joe and I have talked about how well run it was, like to the point where the Yap app amazing like the itinerary was set up so easy it's not like you don't have to think about anything besides trying to improve yourself and your business the point where you know everyone gets tired at 3 p.m so you had your assistant run out and bring everyone coffee it's just like little things like that throughout were big but the meat and potatoes of it we're sitting in my house actually right now in my whiteboard in my basement i have a bunch of bullet points and checked off things we've implemented one was like oh wow 1000 calls a day um, we've looked into them. We're still thinking about it. We're working that with our ISA Two is a, a separate lead bucket in Boomtown where some of the old archives are, are there and people can go in and dial that's implemented. Um, you're a Craigslist guy. You showed us, um, Albert, whatever his name is. Um, you put a link up. We use him. We implemented that the next day. Oh, nice. We've implemented <laughs> next day. a lot of stuff was next day. A lot of stuff. We look at cool. it. We talk about it. And Joe and I are, if it makes sense, it makes sense. We're just going to do it. And, oh. Every step of the way, it was not someone saying, hey, pay me to coach you and get you inspired, which again, as Joe said, is important. It's cool. We love Tom Ferry. We love Brian Buffini. We've done it all. But it was like, if you do this, you will see this result. Are you willing to do this? And that's the question that every agent has to look at the mirror and ask themselves. We all know what to do. Are you willing to do it? Do you want to do it? Do you have that vision? And are you intentional in your outcomes? which is a word you use a lot. Are you doing things intentionally? And if you're not, you're going to zigzag and get upset and, and be a pissed off non-producing agent. But if you're intentional and you're committed, um, using systems that you you'll teach, be cool. you'll be cool and you'll, you'll make really money. Cool. Hey, Jeff, you're a lot cooler now that you're making more money, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> you too, brother. Right back at you. My awesome. wife, those are great testimonials, guys. Mm-hmm. Right? Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to be around you more. Boy, we have uh, some awesome events coming up. Um, the next one's this coming Monday, August 21st. If you can make it to that event, I'll give you 50% off and be impressed that you were able to book it last minute. 
Um, the discount code for this upcoming event on August 21st for 50% off is literally one slash two off, half off. You can register for upcoming events September 11th, and then I can't remember the October event, but all the dates and information about the workshop are on our website, jeffsworkshop.com, J-E-F-F-S, workshop.com. These guys spoke about their experience. It's the same workshop that they went to that we're going to offer to you. Joe and Andrew, obviously, we'd love to have you back in Omaha here in another, usually about a six-month mark to the year mark is the right timing. Maybe you come back to the Berkshire event next year, uh, but you guys always have a place here, so please feel free to come back anytime. Thank you. We'll see more of you for sure. Yeah, thanks very much, cool. Jeff. And Joe and Andrew, make sure to yeah, let, sure. let people know where they can connect with you. We sure will. Well, it's um, we're suresalesgroup.com. Uh, sure Sales Group is our Facebook page. We're very we're getting better at answering that on pages. That's another weird thing on uh, how people interact with your business page. Um, Andrew Undum, Joe Sicchetti, and we'd love to interact with anyone. We're, we're as Joe said, we're into sharing and kind of learning from everyone. I think everyone can learn something from each other and that's what we're about. Cool guys. All right. Awesome. I have one other offer, Johnston. Yeah, go ahead. I have one other offer. One last thing to end on. If you're still hanging out with us and uh, listening to this podcast, I want to start recruiting nationally. If someone's sick of their marketplace, you don't want to be selling in your city any longer. You're looking to change up your life. Would love to have you move to Omaha, Nebraska. I will pay your moving fees. If we decide we think you're a good fit for our team, Come here and sell with Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group in Omaha. We'll find you a great house, get you hooked up, um, and you can sell with our team, build your real estate team here in Omaha. We're generating tons of leads. It's a great place to raise a family. Uh, the first person to take me up on this, I'm going to pay all your moving costs, no matter what they are, uh, to make the move to Omaha. But of course, you got to be approved, go through our recruiting process. I uh, would, would love to see if I can tap into our national network to find some agents that want to move here and sell real estate with Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group. And I'm sure the same would go for Joe and Andrew. If you want to move to Baltimore, I don't know if they'll pay for your moving costs, but I'm sure they'd take you as a prospective uh, agent to work on their team as well. Right, guys? Right. Absolutely. Hey, Baltimore is underrated for the national audience. I'm sick of people bashing Baltimore. This place is amazing. Joe Flacco, <laughs> Cal Ripken, Under Armour. We've got the Inner Harbor. It's beautiful neighborhoods. 13 original colonies shit down here. Amazing brick row homes. You got to get with the program. I'm not sure last time you watched CNN or whatever and they're bashing Baltimore, but this place is legit. Please, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> Drop the mic. In the parlance. In the parlance of our time, legit. All right, guys. So for the show, make sure to subscribe. Go to YouTube, iTunes, or Stitcher. Get the video or audio versions depending on your preference. And everybody, we will see you next, uh, not next week, but the, the next week following that. We are normally every Wednesday. Uh, we're taking next week off. So the, the last Wednesday of the month, we'll be back. We've got some killer, killer upcoming guests. Matt Aitchison, Lance Loken, uh, Cody Gibson. I mean, good God. Uh, we got some heavy hitters coming on the show. So stick around for that, guys. We'll see you on the next one.